Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody. Tonight, your neighborhood good golf dealer joins the golf companies in presenting the fourth in a new series of programs. Reviews, musical comedies, and dramatic shows, all the varied entertainment forms of Hollywood. So welcome, all of you, to the Motion Picture Star's own program, The Golf Screen Guild Show, with Mary Poland, Marlena Dietrich, Frank Morgan, Cliff Nazaro, Oscar Bradley... And Hollywood's favorite master of ceremonies, George Murphy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fourth Screen Guild Show, Hollywood's own program, written, directed, and acted by the greatest names in the motion picture industry for the benefit of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. Each week, we present a different type show with a different cast of stars. Last week, a drama. Next week, a review starring Bing Crosby, Hugh Herbert, Jane Withers, and the Yacht Club Boys. Tonight, it's a variety program directed by W.S. Van Dyke and written by Ken Englund under the musical direction of Oscar Bradley. And now, let's get on with the show. Now, that's an excellent idea. Here I am, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's Oscar Frank Morgan. Shut my mouth. Hello, Frank. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you and good evening. As the author, director, narrator, and star of tonight's program, I'd like to welcome you one and all. Hey, hey, wait a minute, Frank. Wait a minute. What about me? Oh, well, that's a... You're welcome, too. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Say, stop following me, will you? <laughs> Look, Frank, I'm George Murphy, remember? Uh, Murphy. Uh, Murphy. W- w- yeah, uh, the name's familiar, but I don't know what to do with your face. <laughs> oh, come on, Frank, you remember me. I was on your program once. Oh, Murphy, of course. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on my program again. <laughs> Murphy, huh? Well, sit down, and I'll be with you in a second. Now, tonight, ladies... Uh, Frank, uh, what? this may be a shock to you, but no. you are not on the Good News Show. Oh, I knew that job wouldn't last. <laughs> Look, Frank, this is Sunday. You're on the Maxwell House Good News Show Thursdays. Thursday. This is the Good Golf Screen Gill Show. Oh. You see, you've come from good news to good golf. Good heavens. <laughs> now, do you understand? Yes, that's wonderful. Now I'm on two shows. No, no, Frank. You're on this program tonight only. Oh. You, Mary Bolin, and Marlena Dietrich. Uh, Mar- you remember Marlena? Dietrich. Oh, good golf. That's good news. <laughs> you go stand in the corner and stop muscling in. Muscling in? Do you mean to insinuate that I'm a phony, a racketeer, a cad, and a cad? Uh, ca- bounder. Uh, uh, thank you. A bounder, a blackguard, and a sesquipedantic windbag? Is that what you meant? What is sesquipedantic? Well, just we're leaving sesquipedantic out. Is that what you meant? Yes, I think that sums it up very neatly. Thank you, George. I admire your straightforward, obnoxious manner. And uh, I'm going to do you a favor. I'll be too busy during the coming weeks to keep both these jobs, so I'll tell you what I'll do for you. The Gulf people are listening in right now, and I'll speak to them in your behalf. 
Gentlemen, I hereby recommend George Murphy as an addition to this program. But, Frank, I've and been I... on this program for the last four weeks. Uh, you better put it... Well, well, there you are. That's the kind of results I get. <laughs> and now that they've taken my advice, I'll give you a couple of pointers on how to give people like me a real build-up on your program. Very well, you Mr. Want... Morgan. I'll be glad to have you demonstrate on the next announcement. You would? Well, now, there's something wrong here. You sound too eager. Well, of course, if you don't want to... Nothing of the sort. Just hand me that announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce one of our most talented stars whose work I've always admired and respected, George Murphy. Oh, George uh, Murphy. Uh, You see, they tamper with your script on this program, too. (laughs) Do you hear that playing? Yes, I hear that playing. Do you know who's playing? No, who is that playing? Why, it's Gabriel, Gabriel playing, Gabriel, Gabriel playing. I hope you'll be ready to go when I blow my horn. Blow, Gabriel, blow. Come on and blow, Gabriel, blow. I've been a sinner and I've been a scamp, and now I'm ready to trim my lamp. So blow, Gabriel, blow. I was low, Gabriel, low. Mighty low, Gabriel, low. But now that I have seen the light, I'm good by day and I'm good by night. So blow, Gabriel, blow. Once I was headed below. Yes, I was headed below. But when I got to Satan's door, I heard you blowing on your horn once more. And I said, Satan, farewell. And now I'm all ready to Yes, to fly higher and higher and higher Cause I've been through the brimstone And I've been through the fire I want to purge my soul and my heart too Climb up the mountaintop with you and blow, Gabriel, blow Come on and blow, Gabriel, blow I want to join your happy band Play all day in the promised land Thank you, George Murphy. Thank you. That was swell. Friends, what are the two things that all Americans like to talk about? The weather and their automobiles. Well, those are both mighty absorbing topics. And right now, the weather makes it even more important than usual to do the right thing by your automobile. Now, that's where your neighbor, the good Gulf dealer, can help with his Gulf No-Nox ethyl gasoline. You see, friends, Gulf No-Nox is a high-test gas. You folks up north will find that it starts quick as a wink even if your car has been cooling off for hours at the foot of a ski hill. And you folks down south, you'll be mighty happy over the big improvement in pickup and pep and smoothness that you get from your first tankful of Gulf No-Nox. Now, that's all we have to say, except that next time you want gas, you'll know where to stop if you just look for the familiar sign of the orange disc. And you'll know what real high-test performance is if you'll just fill up with Gulf No-Nox Ethyl, the knock-proof gasoline. 
George, my boy, your senior minute ago was magnificent. Oh, you liked it, Frank? Oh, yes. It was almost as sensational as I used to be when I sang the soprano lead for the boys' choir at Miss Kloppenheim's Kindergarten and Iron Foundry. <laughs> oh, Frank, I never knew you sang. My dear boy, not only did I spend the early years of my youth at the operatic schools in Milano... You've heard of Morgano of Milano. Oh, yes, yes. yes well, yes. I was the first hammer man in the Amble Chorus. My, uh, my greatest success was seen with that thrilling operatic diva, Madame Antipasto Thump. And what's more remarkable, we both sang different areas. Really? What was her area? Well, she took up about half the stage. I, uh, <laughs> except when she sat out and then everyone left. <laughs> By the way, Murphy, am I boring you? Oh, no, no, not at all. Well, you're boring me. Go away. Thank you. No, I mean, don't go away. I was telling you about my talent. Well, just ask anybody that comes along and they'll tell you what sensational talents I have. Well, here's somebody coming along right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Mary Boland. George, thank you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You know the most wonderful person is here, such a charming young man, so dreadfully talented. Why, Mary, thank you. Oh, very no, well not done. you, not you, Frank oh. Morgan. Get out of the way. What? Uh, 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 George, George, this young man is positively dynamic. Mary Boland, I've wanted to see you for ages, but I've been so busy doing two radio programs and pictures. You know, I'm working on a very important picture, The Wizard of Oz. Yes, I'm sure you are. Yes. Now, this discovery I, of mine, George... It's the biggest thing in my big career. I play six different and distinct parts. A bit player. I... Well, uh, yes. <laughs> so now they found you out at last. They have... Now, as, as I was saying... As the wizard, I wear the trickiest makeup, just like Boris Karloff. It takes hours to put it on. Low forehead, false chin, hair all over my cheeks, bulging nose is horrible. <laughs> Too bad you didn't have time to take it off. I... <laughs> You mean to say, Yes, I do. Now get out of the way. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I've brought with me... Oh, dear. Oh, dear, dear. What was it I brought with? Oh, oh, yes, yes. A a delightful young man. The perfectly charming, if academic, young exponent of... um, Oh, uh, come here, young man. No, no, no. I don't mean you, Frank. Uh, uh, Yes, you. Sweet boy, lovely person. Perfectly charming. Well, just wait till she lights and I'll swat her. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present Professor Clifford Nazaro. <laughs> no, that, that'll do. We mustn't spoil him. <laughs> uh, say a few words, Professor. Well, I... Uh... Uh, isn't he wonderful? <laughs> oh, I could scream. He has absolutely the most fascinating message. Miss Boland. Uh, what? Uh, who are you? Professor Nazaro. Oh, please, please. As I was saying, Professor Nazaro is Dean of... Oh, it's you, Professor Nazaro. Oh, uh, the Professor. Uh, professor is the Dean of Double Talk at the University of... Uh, uh, what, uh, what was the University, Professor? Uh, the University of Bangin, Quilsol, Gruden, Gildel, Fulgus, Yes, yes. Exactly, exactly. Now, before we continue, let me explain what Double Talk is. Double talk is when you talk about something, but at the same same time you aren't saying anything, because you don't want the person you're not talking to to know what you aren't saying. (laughs) Is that clear? (laughs) Well, now, before we proceed, we will give you an example. Professor, tell the people how long you've been doing double talk. Well, I first started in Little Tyson Forest Street down the corner of Silamita's Street, weren't I? Of course, in those days, I didn't have an order to see to me. I just called a seller and then brought the spirit of a little horse to spread it. And uh, I've been doing it ever since. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Professor. That was very autobiographical. So intense. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, you can easily see how useful double talk would be in everyday life. Now, take this case, for instance. I am the wife. The professor is my husband. It is three o'clock in the morning. He comes sneaking in. Oh, is that you, George? Uh, yes, darling. Where have you been till this hour? Well, uh... I was on my way home when I ran to the Voices Freedom Reach, boss. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the boys had to have a little sailor rail reach. I didn't know whether they were going to flash the speed if we saw it. I just thought I could really flash the speed. Uh-huh. Isn't that what you would have done? Uh. <laughs> what? I say, I was down with the boys a little place to have a look because they asked me to serve it. Of course, I don't even serve it for a It was just that they came to watch the state of railway, and I saw the place. Isn't that what you would have done? Why, yes. Oh, yes, dear, yes. I'll see you in the morning. Uh, that's the rain. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there you are. You see how simple it is? Keeps peace and quiet and Professor Mazzaro in the home. <laughs> charming boy, charming. Now, friends, there is also another way in which double talk can be useful, which you will glean from our next demonstration. Professor Mazzaro is trying to dictate a telegram over the phone, and I am the operator to whom he is dictating. Hello, hello? Postal Union, do you wish to send a telegram? Yes. The message is, arrive safely. We'll be home Wednesday at 8.15 on the chief. Will you read that back to me, please? Yes, sir. Five babies, mother and kids doing well, don't beef. <laughs> no, no, arrive safely. We'll be home Wednesday at 8.15 on the chief. Uh, Got it? Uh, yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, Jeeves uh, slays me, trucking home Wednesday. Is Grandma still deep? Is that right, sir? For goodness sake, no. Read it to me again, please. Sure, sure, I'll read it to you again. Right is safe, of course. Coming home, race is silver prison, and then. Floor's a secret class is still Frederick Pornoslin. Now, read that back to me. Arrive safely. We'll be home Wednesday at 8.15 on the chain. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you see the many uses of double talk. We will return soon and give you another lecture on this fascinating subject. Miss Boland. Uh, yes? That will be $25 for my appearance tonight. What? Uh, $25. Yes, well, uh, now you go and see. If you turn around off and walk to the hotel, and you find out, of course, you wouldn't walk to him. Naturally, uh, after all, you haven't seen him for a long time, and he'll give it to you. Oh, oh all right. Uh, you see what I mean, folks. <laughs> Several years ago, this music introduced to America one of the most glamorous stars ever to enter pictures. We've come to regard her as a genuine, sincere colleague, one of us. She is, this is a great interest of us, and I think it may be of great interest to you to know that she is now taking steps to become an American in fact, as well as spirit, a naturalized citizen of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a privilege and a pleasure to introduce to you Miss Marlena Dietrich. <laughs> And now the setting, the smoke-filled cafe, the beautiful young girl, the haunting strains of muted violins, and Marlena Dietrich singing. Falling in love again, never wanted to, what am I to do, I can't help it. Love's always been my game, play it how I may. Was made that way. I can't help it. Men just for me like my 
around the flame And if there wings I know I'm not to blame Falling in love again Never wanted to What am I to do I can't help it Men cluster to me Like moss around the flame And if their wings burn I know I'm not to blame Falling in love again Never wanted to What am I to do I can't help it Thank you, Marlena. That was wonderful. Oh, that was beautiful. It was entrancing. What savoir-faire, what savoir-faire, what sincerity. What's your phone number? What's your hurry, Frank? Marlena will be right back. And in the meantime, what's the good word, Johnny Conti? Well, did you ever stop to wonder what makes a good merchant more than just a man who rings up the sale and delivers the things you buy? It's the service that goes along with the goods. And nowhere is that more true than at your good golf dealers, because... Your good golf dealer is an ambitious, independent merchant whose business means a lot to him. So much that he's always ready with the extra service that makes it mean a lot to you, too. And along with that service, you get the best in products. Products like that Gulf Nonox gasoline that we mentioned a few minutes ago. So stop at your neighborhood good golf dealer's next time. He's got a real personal interest in giving you and your automobile absolute tops in service. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the spotlight turns to the right and two feet down, revealing our big little maestro, Oscar Bradley, leading the orchestra in a medley of I Must See Annie Tonight and Have You Forgotten So Soon.
now, ladies and gentlemen, the Screen Guild Show is proud to present a preview of a smashing spy picture, a gripping, stirring drama of the Secret Service men, entitled Agents with Dirty Faces. With Mary Boland, Marlena Dietrich, Frank Morgan, and Cliff Nazaro, any similarity between the characters portrayed and persons living or dead is just too stupid for words. <laughs> It is 1927. The world is seething with intrigue. Spies are everywhere. But the secret agent, force of good, is ever on the watch. We open in the office of the chief of the Secret Service of Tratfonia. As secret agent Frank Morgan, played by Frank Morgan, speaks to Chief Cliff Nazaro, played by Cliff Nazaro, as they look over some secret messages, played by some secret messages. Agent 404? Yes, triple zero. This is a dangerous mission. Yes, triple zero. Take all precautions. Yes, triple zero. Take your fingers out of your mouth. Yes, mother. Oh. <laughs> Listen, you always have to have your mother along. She's been with you on your last seven cases. Well, somebody has to take care of him. Oh, Ma, gee whiz. I ought to go on a case alone just once. I'm 49 years old. This sort of thing was all right when I was 37. But I'm a man now. <laughs> Isn't radio a wonderful medium? Here I am playing the mother of a man who's old enough to be my father. Lucky. <laughs> uh, give him, uh, give him his orders, Chief. All right, four o four. You are going after the greatest spy in all Europe, Madame H two S O four. She used to be Madame J three two o five. Oh, I see. She got her new license plates. <laughs> She has plans of our fortifications, and she has the formula of an explosive that would blow you clear to Australia. The change of air might do him good. <laughs> Be careful. She is sly and shrewd. Oh, don't worry about me. I'm sly and shrewd, too. And what's more, I'm cheerful, obedient, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. <laughs> and listen closely. We have information that H2SO4 yes. is checking into the Imperial Arms Hotel tonight. No. So find her. Yes. Arrest her and bring her in. I got you, Chief. I'll pose the clerk in the hotel. Now, Mother, can I please go on this case alone? Oh, isn't he cute? He's so manly. Uh, very well, dear. But remember now, be careful crossing the street. Yes, I'm... And if you go in an airplane, fly low and slow. Yes. <laughs> stay out of drafts. Yes. And try not to get shot too much. Well, all right, but I'll have to go without my bulletproof vest. I, it got a hole in it. Well, uh, my goodness, what happened to it? Well, somebody hit me in the chest with a marshmallow. A, ma a marshmallow? Well, it was toasted. Attention, 404. Yeah. One more instruction. Yes, Chief. Now, when you fail to see the sulfur test, yeah. and you find out you can't receive the face of fate, yeah. just go into the force, stay and yeah. bring the lab to see the most Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You can count on me every time. Good morning. Hotel Imperial Arms at your service. Clark, I have a complaint to make. My room is very drafty. Oh, yes, Mr. Bradley. What room have you? That big room on the seventh floor. Seventh floor? This hotel has only six floors. You must have been on the roof. Oh, I wondered why I kept blowing off into the park. Cheerio. <laughs> Hello? Hello, clerk. I have a complaint, too. My yes. room is too small. Too small? It's so small I can't even get the monks. Very well. I'll send up a case immediately. Uh, by the way, who are you? George Murphy. Well, what are you doing in this hotel? Well, that's the only way I could get in this sketch. Look out, Frank. There's a mysterious woman approaching you. Ah, you're right. This is a mysterious-looking woman. She's wearing a veil. 
has on a long evening gown. Yes, she's trying to cover up something. <laughs> this looks suspicious and mighty inviting. I beg your pardon? Not at all. Good morning. Do I register with you? And how, baby? I mean... Uh... <laughs> yes, madam, right here. Your name? Madame Titiana Chichornia Olganovna. Would you like a room to go with that? <laughs> yes. Nothing expensive. Just uh. a nice, quiet room overlooking some secret fortifications. Oh, yes, madam. <laughs> I know just what you want. 512. I'll have a boy take you up to your room. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, oh, boy. Uh, I'll get a boy. Please do. I'm in a great hurry. At your service, madame. I'm the bellboy. The bellboy? Hmm. You look exactly like the clerk. Really? Even with this mustache on? What mustache? This one I've got. Oh, good heavens, it's gone. Call the police. I've been shaved. There's no time to lose. Take these bags up to my room. Yes, madame. Little does she know that I am the bellboy. Little does he know that I know he's the bellboy. <laughs> Little does she know that I know that she knows that I'm the bellboy. I pass. <laughs> Come along, boy, and be very careful of that bag marked Naval Secrets. Yes, madam. How about this other bag labeled Bombs This End Up? <laughs> you want this to go up, too? Yes, and don't drop it, or we all go up. I'll be careful. Right this way. Watch your step getting into the elevator. Floors, please. Five. Mother! What are you doing running this elevator? Just keeping busy till you catch that spy. Mother. She, uh, she didn't mean you, madame. Oh, that's all right. Little does he know that what his mother said is true. Little does she know that I know that what my mother said is true. <laughs> Little do they know that nobody cares. <laughs> Fifth floor all out. This way, madame. So long, son. So long, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Mother's a nimble soul, isn't she? <laughs> Put that suitcase down over there. Yes, ma'am. Wait, hey, I can't put it down. Look, the suitcase has jumped out of my hand and is sailing around the ceiling. What have you got in there? Carrier pigeon. What was that? A hunter. I didn't know it was open season for suitcases. Well, neither did I. <laughs> it's a small world, isn't it? Now, madame, is this view of the fortifications all right? Perfect. Yes. Can I see the Navy Yard from here, too? Oh, certainly. Could I set up my camera here? Definitely. And could I borrow your spy glasses? Spy? Ah, that sounds suspicious. I mustn't let her know who I am. Thank you very much for your trouble, boy. Here's a dollar for you. No, thank you. We Secret Service agents must never accept tips. Oh, darn it. <laughs> I went and told you. Now you know who I am. Don't worry. I won't say a word. If you won't tell anyone I am a spy. Oh, I wouldn't mention it. I... Oh, you're a spy, eh? Well, I knew I'd trick you into admitting it. You're under arrest. Throw up your hands. But this is such a silly way to act. Uh, you're so nice. Uh, oh, am I? Oh, no, you don't. I know all the tricks. I didn't subscribe to the True Spy Story magazine for nothing. It's too bad it must end this way. Uh, we could mean so much to each other. Uh, oh, uh, could we? <laughs> yes. Oh. So very much. Oh, uh, You're so big. Oh, yes. So strong. Oh. And so anemic. Oh. 
Do you really think so? Yes, Babuchka. You're so wonderful. Oh, Ma! You're so brave. Oh, Ma! Oh, you're so fascinating. Oh, Marlena. <laughs> Tell me, you wouldn't turn me over to the police? Oh, the police, I would. Oh, yes, the police! Police! Quiet! Mother, mother! And this time I mean it! Quiet, you fool. Do you see this bomb? Pretty, isn't it? Hey, a bomb, what are you doing with that? I'm going to explode it under your feet, and it'll blow you straight to Australia. Australia? You wouldn't do that. Oh, yes, I would. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Oh, yes, I would. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Oh, yes, I would. I dare you. And thank you, everyone in the cast. And Johnny, will you please come in and say what Frank Morgan was supposed to say if we had time? I surely will, George. Our thanks to the good golf dealers who make this program possible. And I'd like to tell the radio audience that we thank you, too, and hope you'll enjoy these programs in the future and that you'll continue to give them your fine support. Next week, same time, same station, the good golf dealer in your neighborhood joins the golf oil companies in welcoming you to another Screen Guild show. A review with Bing Crosby, Hugh Herbert... Jane Withers and the Yacht Club Boys. We are grateful to Metro Goldwyn Mayor for Frank Morgan and George Murphy. Falling in Love Again is from Joseph von Sternberg's The Blue Angel. Drums in My Heart is from the show Through the Years. John Conti speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.